This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. The funeral is about to begin, sir. We have such sights to show you. I got to warn you. You're doomed to stay. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? I want to play a game. <laughs> Children of the night. What music, baby. The box. You opened it. We came. Groovy. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Pretty good, man. I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Great to hear. Uh, well, we are continuing our kind of look at different uh, horror merchandise that you can purchase and whatnot and kind of what our favorites are. Just to kind of get ready for the holiday season, we figured we'd kind of focus on that. Last week we talked about uh, kind of the best DVDs and Blu-rays out there you can get. That was a lot of fun. Go check that episode out from last week if you haven't heard it. But we're going to continue tonight talking about comic books, which is kind of a staple, and it's kind of how a lot of people do get into horror and whatnot. And so we're going to kind of take a look at that and some of the best ones out there that tonight but before we get into all that what have you guys been up to this week well besides watching the craziness of our country i've decided to watch mama's family to feel normal (laughs) (laughs) if that makes any sense and i watched extreme justice with lou diamond phillips and i think it's scott glenn it's a mark lester directed film who did a whole bunch of fun shit from the 80s that most of us like okay and I finally started playing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Nice. nice. And it's fun, man. I mean, I sat and played like three hours straight when I first started. And it was fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. It's you know, so much shit to dig through, too, as far as like creating your skater and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. And I bought the digital, you know, the one with the extra stuff. So I got some of the classic boards and things. Okay, cool. It's pretty cool. Very, very cool. What about you guys? Um, Well, last week I wasn't here because we went down to do a, a, uh, like a horror uh, type escape room called Escape from Starlight Motel. And dude, it was so much freaking fun. Yeah. They, they, they put this thing together so cool. Like they had a live actor in the room that was like acting as the hotel attendant. Yeah. Yeah, and our room was haunted, and we had to figure out like what happened to the people that were in the room. And then we, and, and Jennifer had to put on a, a disguise and pretend to be someone else so that she could check into the other room. And it was just so much fun. <laughs> That's, That's fun, so man. good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just the whole thing. We ended up getting chased out by a killer clown. It was it was very well put together. It's done by Escape Artists in Greenville. It's not our first time being there. And definitely not going to be our last. Um, so if you guys are in the area, you should definitely check that out. It's one of their top rated rooms. Um, we also went to Mad World, and that was fun as well. We did our second year going together, and it was it was better, man. They had this the section that was new. It was like a, a pirate ship, and you go through, and they got this huge like animatronic like Jaws type head that comes out at you and tries to bite you, 
It's really fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look in the dark, you can see it's like a guy. He's like puppeteering this thing on this giant mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And they got a crocodile head one just like it. And <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's cool. Man. It almost yeah. reminds me of the slightly of the Treasure Island shit at Disney World. That was one of the better lines at Disney yeah. World. Yeah, <laughs> it's similar, but you're but this one you're walking through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really cool seeing how they did like the changing for you know the way whole the whole world's different now, and pretty much the only thing that they took out that was like a staple in most uh, horror mazes was that thing that I, I don't like anyways. It's like the damn. It's like a bubble of uh, rubber that's filled with air, and you got to like squeeze through it and go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always hated that thing, and they got rid of that, and which makes sense because you know people are like touching it and sweating on yep. it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they still got that one thing where you go through the room and it's all painted with the black light and it's spinning in a circle, and it makes you all vertigo ish and. I, I mean, I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I always hated that. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, this week I've just been playing games. Uh, work's been kicking my ass this week. Yeah. Um, I was telling you guys before we got on here to do the show, we watched the movie on uh, Shutter called The Mortuary Collection, and it is really it's a really fun uh, anthology tale. It's it's I'd say it's probably PG-13 because there's not a whole lot of swearing or nudity in it. It's kind of hard to tell the way the MPAA works anymore. Right. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check it out if you want to see the the sergeant from uh, Super Troopers act as an old, decrepit, uh, creepy mortician. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that I was cool. already interested. Now I'm more interested. <laughs> <laughs> That might have to be something I check out after this. <laughs> it's it's fun, man. It's real fun. It's got a nice little twist at the end. Very, very cool. All right. What about you, Ted? Uh, just watching, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Scooby-Doo and Scrabby-Doo. I'm uh, about halfway through the season. And then uh, just watching movies this weekend. Watched Silent Scream, watched uh, Defcon 4, mm-hmm. uh, Trimmer Shrieker Island, I really liked, that was, a, that was a decent movie, I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, Richard Brake was great, again, as a crazy person like he always plays, but yep. he's great at it. So. <laughs> yeah. Go with what you know, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... I watched my copy of Shivers, and I'm just not a Cronenberg fan. <laughs> I'm not I a. Just, fa- I like some of his stuff, but Shivers is not one. I of like. Them. There's a few of his movies I like, but most of it I just I'm yeah. not a fan of. Shivers, Shivers is one I'm not a fan of. So slow and boring. Man. It's, it was like it one is, good scene, but <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say that it's such a short movie, but there's like no energy to it, like. When, when things start hitting the fan in that apartment building, you know, it's still just slow and drags its feet. And I'm just like, man, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> it's an hour and like 25 minutes and it feels like four hours long. Yes. It's horrible. They showed that at the drive-in. That was the first movie of Zombie Fest. And the people next to uh, me, they were young and they were like, 
what is this boring shit? And I was like, man, Frank and Hooker's <laughs> next. Just hold out. It'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sh- Shivers is book. Transfer looked nice, but boy. And uh, my nephew had him last night. We watched uh, uh, Halloween 2 since we watched the first one in the theaters last week. Okay. So we watched that one. And we watched uh, some Dragon Ball. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then today I decided to watch the documentary on <sighs> Ouija's. and that was so much more entertaining than the movie itself yeah it's so much long it's like 25 25 it's like well that's close to like 25 minutes longer than the movie itself so i mean oh wow it's it's just some cool stuff in the documentary but i was just like i'll just watch it just to watch it i mean i i got the disc for free so whatever yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Just watching movies here and there and stuff. Okay. Very cool. Uh, me, I haven't watched a whole lot uh, this week just with having a bunch of personal stuff going on. But I did end up squeezing in um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I finally popped open that Blu-ray from Arrow and watched that. So that was that was good to revisit that. It's been... I don't even know how long it's been since I've seen that. It's been a long time. Uh, it's a good one to laugh with, too. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. Elvira's, like, just at the top of her game there. It's it's so good. And then, besides that, I haven't really watched any more movies. Uh, I did end up watching uh, all of the second season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix, so I binged that all yesterday and last night, so... That was that was good. I, I like that a lot. And I did start watching um Mandalorian season two. I got through like the first half of the first episode. I haven't even finished that. I've just been I've just had so much going on that I just haven't really had much time to, to do anything. I haven't even really played any games. Other than uh me and Mark played some Phasmophobia I don't even remember when it was Monday. Yeah, we did. It was like Monday night or early, early Tuesday morning. Yeah, something like that. I remember watching a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and if it makes you feel any better, Isaiah, the next like five games I played, I died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I died like four games in a row. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and just from stupid shit that I was doing. <laughs> like... Okay, so this game, and we're going to actually talk a little bit about this game uh, with some news. Uh, but Phasmophobia is kind of a, a number one, it's a creepy ass game because you're a fucking ghost hunter if you haven't heard of the game. And trying to play it by yourself, I'm just like, no, this is not, this is not good too for me. Scary. It's too, scary. too creepy. <laughs> but if you get me in a group, then I'm just like fucking running around, like just yelling the, the ghost's name, just trying to get it to conjure up and stuff. And. That makes it fun, but trying to do it by yourself, no. No, thank you. I, I Just trying to do the tutorial by myself almost made me shit my pants. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but, no, the, the game's fun and, and everything. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I, that, that's kind of all I've really done this week because uh, otherwise I've just been kind of busy. But it is what it is. But to kind of transition that a little bit here into the news, talking about Phasmophobia a little bit, um. So currently that game is in early access right now and they were only planning to keep that game in early access for a very short period. Uh, 
But obviously, uh, as we know, or if you haven't heard, this game kind of blew up like out of nowhere. It just came out of nowhere, and because they were going to keep it in early access to maybe add a few more maps, a couple other ghost types, and more equipment. But due to the popularity, that changed their plans and whatnot and what they have planned for the future. So they're keeping it in early access for longer and they're going to do it to kind of fix bugs and stuff and kind of focus on kind of some of the major issues. Like audio was kind of a major issue for a little bit with not being able to to communicate with a microphone or having to do workarounds to get it to work. So that's one thing that they fixed with the bug fix and they've got other things they're just trying to tweak and work on right now before they add new content. But on launch day, they were expecting like a maximum of maybe 500 players uh, for their server capacity. <laughs> uh, the game has over, since it was released, has now over 2 million sales with a player peak of around 90,000. So that's, that's awesome, man, because this game is, it's got a lot of promise, and the developers, I got a lot of faith in them. Because it's like, you know, you see games like last year or Friday the 13th mm-hmm. that fall by the wayside because the developers don't give it the TLC it deserves. This game came out in September and they've already had like five or six bug up bug updates. Yep. They're they're really working on this game and it's it's amazing. And I I, I hope it gets bigger and bigger. So it comes to console. I, I hope so. I that would agree. be great. I mean, it's it's been such a fun experience, and and just being able to to stream it too. I mean, even though the the stream really wasn't uh, technically sound because I'm still trying to work through tweaks on that, but it was so much fun to be able to stream that and just have fun with it uh, with people watching and, and and whatnot. And it's overall, it's it's just a fun game, and it's kind of one of those games where you just want to get a few guys, a few of your friends together and just kind of just have fun trying to conjure up these ghosts and try to survive and live and i love the fact that you can't really run in the game even though there's a run button which makes yeah, it even more you, terrifying you go, you go like an iota of a percent faster you go so like it's it's noticeable kind of you go a little bit faster yeah. it's more of a jog not even <laughs> <laughs> It's that old people walking fast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good though, and it's so creepy. I mean, when when the when everything just all of a sudden cuts out on you, and then you hear the ghosts say stuff like "get out" or like the whole "hey," you know, <laughs> it's just it's so great. Or or the other day because they're I don't know. If, I just haven't experienced a lot of things yet, but I know they're adding like new models and new audio files. Yep. The other day I was in like the little kids room and I just heard a little girl laughing and playing and it just creeped the fucking shit out of me. I just noped the hell out of there. Nope, 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 nope. nope. (laughs) Somebody else come deal with the demon child. (laughs) Yeah, no ghost children. No, hell no. Keep that shit away from me. That's almost as bad as clowns when I was a kid. I mean, I just want to play, guys. Right? But they want to play forever, Sean. (laughs) Yeah, that's my four-year-old already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, overall, it's it's a great game, and I have high hopes for this game because it seems like that they really care about what they're doing and whatnot and kind of reaching that player base and... Obviously, offering up something new because uh, I don't I don't really know of many other like ghost hunting type games. I mean, I I could be wrong, and there could be like 
a ton not more like out this. there. Not like this. Not like like serious. Like you got yeah. your cartoony ones like Ghostbusters and mm-hmm. and Luigi's Mansion. Right. Yeah, this like reminded that. me of a much, much better version of that Sega CD killer game they had way back when where it was like a live action movie almost that you were participating in. Okay. That's not maybe the best example. I haven't seen a lot of games like this though, so it was cool, man. I even yeah. thought I'm not into VR, but I even thought it would transition into that for those who are. Ugh, like, fuck that! I would not wild experience got doing VR for this game. <laughs> I've talked to some people that online because I play in some public games, and some people were telling me this game is absolutely terrifying in VR. <laughs> I bet. That would get a big nope for me. Even if I was playing in a group, <laughs> there's no way in hell you could get me to do VR for this game. I no like way. scaring myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> Having those hands come around your eyes. No, fuck that shit. Ghost just appearing <laughs> right in front of you out of nowhere. Nope. Hell no. That's that's a heart attack waiting to happen for me, for this fat guy. Fuck that. <laughs> but, yeah, so Phasmophobia is definitely just kind of erupted and become a major hit. And you can find streams of this all over the place, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. Um, I mean, it's, it's all over the place right now. So you can always find something new with regards to this game. It's, it's, it's a great game, but to kind of uh, segue from there, because we just started touching a little bit about Friday, the 13th, the game, we are getting a final patch for Friday, the 13th, the game, which is coming Actually, on Tuesday, the 10th, uh, this is going to be the last patch, uh, last update that they're doing for the game. And uh, with this, they're actually removing dedicated servers, so it's going back to regular peer-to-peer matchmaking. So if the host rage quits, the whole game just shuts off. So it's going back to that. <laughs> Which is sad. I mean, it's it's been kind of an, an, an inevitable thing that was going to end up happening just with the whole lawsuit and them stopping well, yeah, to do content. servers are expensive as fuck dude yep yeah <laughs> honestly i'm really surprised it lasted as long as it did for especially with the last two years being not, nothing but nonsense with the lawsuit and everything i thought for sure within like a year it would probably lose the dedicated servers and stuff but i mean it, it's gone on this long and it the game's not going anywhere they're just removing those dedicated servers which really sucks but at the same time, with this, because with COVID and everything, they uh, kind of implemented double XP, CP, and tape drop rates for for the game, and they're actually leaving that in there indefinite, indefinitely. So that's going to remain there. So if you haven't gotten all the tapes yet, you still have an opportunity to get that, plus get your CP and, and double XP if you haven't hit 150. So What's funny is I read about it being on PS5, and I just kind of... Oh, it is. Yeah, it's... Like, it's wild, man that they're still selling it right <laughs> i mean i guess there's people that still want it i know at least two guys that'll buy it <laughs> for ps5 right not anyone here but people we know so. yeah I know, I know one of them that you're thinking of for sure <laughs> yep um, they're just dedicated fans that's all hey there's nothing there's, wrong there's with nothing that. wrong with that man there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with that not at all I mean, if we wouldn't have had this game, this show never would have happened, and the podcast network would have never happened because we wouldn't have had Slash and Cast. So, I mean, there's a lot of good that came out of this game, even with all the the shitty problems it had. 
you know. So, so thank you, you fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and we we can still have fun sh- sh- screaming in our, uh, our um, private lobbies. We can still do all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not like the the game is completely dead and gone. It's just removing a major aspect of it. Uh, so. It is what it is. I mean, it was going to happen eventually. So, I mean, at least they're upfront about it. That instead of just removing it and be like, "Surprise! There's no more dedicated servers. You're kind of on your own," kind of thing. But that's the old team. The new team isn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's happening. Uh, kind of sticking with a little bit for video games a little bit longer here. Uh, there has been kind of some rumblings and rumors about maybe a new Silent Hill game. So there's a business, uh, gaming industry business analyst by the name of Roberto Serrano who said that allegedly Konami, I can't even fucking talk tonight. Konami and Sony are allegedly planning to do a world premiere of a new Silent Hill game at this year's Game Awards on December 10th. But this is there's nothing really to back up this claim or anything like that. Uh, so it's a possibility, but who really fucking knows? Because, I mean, how many times have they tried to resurrect the Silent Hill franchise just for it to not happen? I mean, looking yeah. back at the one with Norman Reedus that they teased on, you know, early days of the PS4. So, I mean, who really fucking knows? I enjoyed knows? the hell out of the first game, but yeah, that's about it. That's that's a series I never really super got into. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if they had like a arcade cabinet version, I'd check it out when I was at the arcade. I gave up after the second one because, like, the first ten minutes was walking down this dark path in the woods just to get to where you were supposed to start playing the game. That shit really, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. It. I had a lot of stuff like that. That kind of stuff annoys me. Yeah, right. it's just a bunch of filler. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see something uh, else concerning video games i saw uh, like yesterday or the day before i saw that uh blood rain one and two is getting a remaster for and they're heading to they're going to be pc only so if you like okay. those games um maybe if they get a lot of support they might head to console because i know those games were pretty popular for a minute oh yeah definitely yeah that was a while ago <laughs> those games came yeah out. that was ps ps2 I think so. And Xbox, regular Xbox and PS2. Yeah. Guys, let's not forget the amazing Blood Rain movie. No, let's <laughs> not remember that. Wasn't that Mr. Ubol or whatever his fucking name? Ubol, yes. Yeah. It was one of his Ugh. one of his great movies and his great directing career. <laughs> he actually turned that into a trilogy, believe it or not. There's wow. three of those movies he directed. And they get worse and worse. <laughs> The second one takes place in the Wild West where Billy the Kid is a vampire. It's so freaking stupid. <laughs> wow. That oh, actually so sounds dumb. like I want to watch it. <laughs> it. It's not. It's boring, man. That movie That's is the boring. Problem. His movies are terrible, but they're not the good terrible. They're, they're not right. entertaining, yeah. He's only had one good movie, and it was that, and it was semi-good. It was that one Rampage movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Is that, that the one where he was shooting up his town? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that one had okay. the, the sequel was good too. It had the blonde guy from Freddy vs. Jason yep. as the main character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the only yeah, guy who got killed by that. Freddy in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that on Netflix, watching that on Netflix years ago. Man. That was, yeah, that a, was a good movie. Yeah. It was his only good movie. <laughs> and it was like it was an original hard, movie. I don't hate the guy, I just I'm not big on this flicks. No, sure. definitely not. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with the Silent Hill. The other thing that did come up is that Konami did uh, start up a new official Silent Hill Twitter account in July. So, I mean, that's kind of really the only thing to kind of point towards maybe a new game. So who really knows? I guess we'll find out on December 10th if that actually happens at the Game Awards. We'll know more at that point if this is uh, true or not. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, moving on from there, we talked about Cavity of Colors recently releasing a Phantasm collection. They've also just released a new Silent Night, Deadly Night collection. And uh, they've got, obviously, the T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, pins, all that kind of stuff. I really like the sweatshirt that uh, has the word Punish running down one arm and then the bloody axe on the other. That's my favorite. That's the one I want to end up yeah. getting. It just I like looks the so cool. cool design, like... I mean, they got the original design like you see on everything, but I like the other design they have. Yeah, It's got the nun and the crazy old man and him in the center. And mm-hmm. a whole lot of shit going on on that check. Yeah, there is. It looks cool, man. It's awesome. Yes, if you want to check out any of that, uh, you can check it out at cavitycolors.com. Um, so kind of the same thing with the Phantasm Collection. It's just got a, a bunch of different shirts, sweatpants, that kind of stuff. So it, it, it looks cool. The the like Sean was saying, the design is pretty cool, so check it out from there. And kind of moving on from there, the last bit of news that I have here is uh, Hulu pulling the plug on Castle Rock after two seasons. Decision was actually made a while ago uh, that there was no plans to pursue a third season on the show. So it's kind of a bummer because that's kind of one of the best shows that Hulu put out. Yeah, I was disappointed and, to hear that, man. Like The second season was even better than the first season, so I just thought they were going to keep improving so yeah disappointing here it's one of the few stephen king things i thought was doing you know doing good man like, right i love the whole annie wilkes aspect seeing a little bit of her before she's what you see in the movies right it's not i wouldn't call it a prequel even though it's her before that but you know i, mean, I don't know it was good real good shame it's gone it really is oh, well. What can you do? They're just canceling everything. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that's TV, man. That's how half the time I wait to get into a show until it's out a few seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, But that's kind of all I had for uh, news. Did you guys have any other final things regarding any news? Or anything like that? No, nope. I don't. All right, perfect then. Well, let's talk a little bit about comic books. Um, now, I'm not definitely no expert on comic books. I mean, I, I had some as ki- as a kid, and as I was kind of got older, I kind of got into, like, the early 2000s. Like, the big thing that got me into comic books at, at that point was uh, the Halloween comics that they brought on. I think it was, like, 2000. And that was done by Chaos Comics. So they had, like, a whole set. Uh, I don't remember how many issues there were because I, I remember the second issue was The Blackest Eyes, and I, and I, cause I, I remember they brought back Tommy Doyle and whatnot. And I actually have it here. I, I just don't pull it out because this fucker is expensive now. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, to I fucking take it out and look at it. Yeah, you can't do that with some of them. <laughs> Gotta leave them alone. Yeah. But, I mean, besides that, I mean, you obviously have, have stuff like The Walking Dead and whatnot. I, I have, like, a whole collection of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street comics too from like the mid two thousands, and that was uh, released by. Oh, what the heck was the the publisher for that? It was like uh, 
name is going to come to me here in a second. Uh, Wildstorm. So they they actually had a good run of a uh, few issues there for that as well, and different like um, covers and whatnot. It's interesting because like I was doing a little a little bit of checking on on those ones because they had the variant covers and whatnot, and I've got some of the more rare ones. So some of them go for like thirty to forty bucks, and some of them only go for like eight dollars. So it, it's it's kind of interesting, kind of looking at those and like that set was a little a, a little fun and whatnot. Now I I do have a, a Nightmare on Elm Street one from back in like early '90s or late '80s uh, that I never like actually took out because I, I found it at like one of my comic shops. I don't know. This was probably about eight years ago or something like that, and uh, it, it was definitely an old an older one. I when I was looking at this today, because uh, I bought it for like I think forty bucks, it's worth about two hundred dollars now. And it was like the the first issue of of um, one, and I don't remember the the publisher for that one. But that one, that it, it's just interesting to see like the different prices that these comics go for. Oh, I know it's amazing, man, how much comics can become worth, and then sometimes they can be worth a lot and then not be worth squat later on. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The market fluctuates for sure. It's definitely like a living, breathing market. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very similar to the stock market, but just not on that scale. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got all those from like the main franchise, man. The only main franchise thing I have is the Jason Goes to Hell comics that Tops put out when the movie came out. Yeah, the only I have one Friday the Thirteenth one. It's uh, Jason versus Jason X. And I've got one for Jason X, the uh, um, the the name of it. But that's the only like Friday the Thirteenth ones I actually have, which is kind of a bummer because I, I used to have a bunch of the Friday the Thirteenth ones, but I don't know whatever happened to them. So, oh, I I do have the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. So I've got a one or two copies of that too. But that's kind of yeah, about I'd love it. to get my hand on all of those, man. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure digitally I could read them all, but I just oh, yeah. actually have them too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I need to get like I actually want to find a good digital service. I'll go back to I can't remember the name of the one I was using. I owned a few. I, of I was going to mention a few of them at the yeah, end. Of yeah, <laughs> I, need, I know you use them. Yeah, I'm 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 not a comic book expert either, but I still actively read them. I'm still pretty big into them. So. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself an expert. I was. Like really into it there for a few years, like when Superman was killed by Doomsday and Batman had his back broken and all that. Like okay. that's not hard stuff, but that's yeah. when I got into comics and was kind of like a little nerd about it. And was at the comic <laughs> shop all the time. There was a lot Ooh. of great shit going on, like Dark Horse and Image was coming out with stuff. Then mm-hmm. it was a good time to get into comics. I think the first horror comics I actually read were the Tales from the Crypt and Volta Horror, the EC Comics stuff. Yes, definitely. I just happened to run into them by mistake. At, I don't even know, man. It was like at a toy store or some shit, and they had, you know, those little comic book racks. I don't know if they still the those ones that would twirl around, had all the supposedly latest issues, and fell in love with that crazy shit immediately. Man. Mm. That was just good stuff. I was like, I didn't know they made comic books like this. Right. <laughs> And my cousin, he had the um. I wish I had these too. And it was, I think it was Marvel. It was called the Tombs of Dracula. It was back in the seventies. Some old school, real good like artistry and like kind of like the Hammer films, kind of Dracula horror feel to them. That was really cool stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of going back to the Tales from the Crypt, because that was one of the few ones as a kid I remember seeing, because I loved the show. And I, I remember finding some of those and, and whatnot. And, like, those ones you can actually find in, like, the, the volumes. So you can get, like, the volumes that have all of them, and you can get them for, like, anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks, depending on where you're looking. So that's kind of cool. They're pretty put together, too. Like, I have one of the ones that EC Comics put out. Yeah. Like, it's got a hard binding and mm-hmm. the... You know, the glossy pages, it really stands out. They're nice. Yeah, I, I like those volumes, especially when they get some of the older stuff that I like uh, and kind of put it together. Because, like, with The Walking Dead, I, I, I don't own the individual comics because I got into it later. So I ended up just getting the volumes, which just works for me because I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm not much of a comic book collector because I never really got much into them, but... I like having those volumes because it's nice to have all of them. So if I do want to read through them, then I can read through multiple issues in, you know, kind of a sitting, not have to pull out a bunch of comics. Yeah, and just have one book. Well, even in the world of collectors, you got your two different kind of collectors. You got your collectors that like to do the single issues every month, and then they have collectors like I'm more of the second side where they call it waiting for the trade so what you do is you wait for the story to run its course and they'll smush all of those single issues into a book mm-hmm. and send it out as a graphic novel and i prefer to do it that way as well just so right. i can get it all in one it's it's easier to organize it's just it's just so much more convenient and a lot of times when you like um I'll pick up a single issue or two just to see if I like it. And then I'll trade for the uh, graphic novel. And a lot of times you're saving money buying the, the collection right. than buying single issues. So, I mean, that's that I think that's the way to go. Unless, unless for some reason you want to, cause sometimes these single issues are worth a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But they're, they're few and far between. You got to get really lucky and pick up the right ones. It's like, it's really like, buying a lottery ticket getting one that's worth a lot of money yeah now that i'm older i'd prefer to buy them all piled into like a graphic novel like that like you said mm-hmm. but when i was younger man it was fun like anticipating reading stories yeah it's like, it's like that comic store, so. it's like that issue of defender dog when his tail is accidentally misprinted with a <laughs> I knew Sean would get that joke. Yes. <laughs> Only two people on the planet. <laughs> oh, if man. you know that reference, then, you know, God bless you. You're, <laughs> you're cool as us. <laughs> I guess I'm not cool because I don't get it. <laughs> you're so cool, Mark. Just not as cool as you are. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Defender dog is my life. <laughs> uh, that's good. I knew that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I was into it just for the pure stories and all that. Like some of them ended up being worth a lot of money, so I was happy happy about that later on. But yeah, that wasn't like my beginning goal. Of course, I had like good advice from people. Some you know the guy that worked at the store. So like when Superman died, like I do have a version i read but i got one i never opened so mm-hmm. you know i guess i was collecting someone so right yeah and then because i mean you have your kind of normal things like that uh and you'll you'll get like some kind of one-off kind of horror comics like there's there have been a lot of like hp lovecraft based ones 
that have oh, come yeah. out with like different stories, which are really cool because obviously I love HP Lovecraft. And then like Edgar Allan Poe had some different ones that were kind of made. I mean, I mean, you've had everything from zombies to vampires. I mean, and everything in between. So I mean, there's there's always like something for everybody when it comes to comics. I mean, if you look hard enough, you're going to find something that you're probably going to be interested in. I tell you, when I got into it in the early '90s, it was another Marvel. They were trying to push a little bit towards. They were trying to have some characters where it was a little bit more adult because mm-hmm. Dark Horse and Image were really competing hard against them. It was called Terror Inc. It came out. I had the information somewhere. They were. It was like a three comic books that they were putting out, three separate series. It was actually, from what I read, their first attempt at like doing the whole same universe thing so it's like okay. a, a preview into what all the craziness of the movies and everything they do now but <clears throat> yeah the shadow line saga is what it was called but he was like uh he worked for one of these he was like a hitman for one of these bad groups but the way like he was bad and evil but at the same time serving good it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to understand i guess but they're not very expensive. I have the whole collection. There's only like 13 issues. They didn't finish what they wanted to do with it. But I say if you can get a hold of them, man, you can probably find them for like five, six bucks an issue somewhere. Right. It's something fun. And it's from a mainstream company, but not something that's well known about. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Kind of the, 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 the biggest one for me for comics and whatnot uh, was the graphic novel From Hell. Cause like yeah, I yeah, that's on my list. <laughs> I I love Jack the Ripper. I've always loved kind of the the stories behind Jack the Ripper and whatnot, and just kind of how they approached it with this. And obviously, we had the the movie from Hell that uh, starred Johnny Depp and everything, which was great. But this graphic novel was probably my favorite graphic novel of like all time, and it was so well done and so like the the images were just great, and everything about it was just. Fantastic. And like I was looking today because I've been meaning to rebuy this because I haven't had it in, in a number of years. And they've got like a hardcover edition for like 33 bucks on Amazon that I'm probably going to end up picking up uh, just because I, I fucking love this thing. And I've, I I want to have it again because I that's the one comic book I, I or graphic novel that I miss having. But I just absolutely love the story that they did with that. And it's it was like I said, it was just completely well done. It's a great story, and I like the um the art in it. They mm-hmm. did a what good job. Like it has a good eerie tone and has, sets the time period nicely. Yep. Yeah, I was. I had that on my list too, and I looked up and the the illustrator was Eddie Campbell, and he was, just did a lot of things like that, and he was really good. And I like things like this because in the world of comic books where everything is supernatural and aliens and monsters. And when you have something like this, that's just hundred percent real. It's like just people on people, not anything crazy. And it's still like this and, and scary. It's, 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 it's kind of edgy and in a world of edginess. Yeah. I agree with that, man. I like how it's from something real too, like you said, something from our, you know, a historic thing. Check the river. Yeah, just a different. You know, there's so many takes on what actually happened, but right. Great story. I love how they put that one together. 
I haven't read these, man, but I heard <laughs> this is going to sound funny. Man. I saw it on every freaking list that I looked up this week. Afterlife with Archie. Like, they're saying it's one of the best horror zombie things done in recent times. Like, it's, it's on par with Walking Dead comics. Like, there's so many Archie comic horror. It's crazy. Like, they got <laughs> they got Jason and Archie. They got they got Freddy and Archie. They got <laughs> Evil Dead and Archie. I don't know what it is, but. Archie Comics is really big into the horror scene for yeah, some reason. I watched the cartoon they had. It's called Archie's Weird Mysteries or something. It's not bad, man. Like, so if it's the same kind of stuff like that, I can see why people like it. Well, it's funny because when you think Archie Comics, you think like really like I don't know lame like yes right. like <laughs> news like newspaper little girl style. comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you look at like the publishing of Archie comics like Archie comics created Ninja Turtles yeah um they they do all this horror stuff like they they have a lot of stuff Sabrina. that would really surprise you yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch all yeah. these great things that were just like wow I can't believe this shitty fucking <laughs> comic books uh, and i don't want to say it's shitty because i know a lot of people like it and there are parts of it that i do enjoy it's just not like my kind of thing um but it's just crazy to see that archie and jughead and veronica and whatever the hell her other name was they all s- just went off and blew this company up and it did all this other stuff it's pretty cool yeah they're fighting zombies <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and now they got that uh that Riverdale show, yep, that's re- that's a really popular, and I hate it. I, I, I do not like it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't it's, get into it. I've seen bad. a little bit of one episode, and that was enough. Was it's like, not a CW watching. show. I, it should. I be think so. I don't think it is, but it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like it. If nothing else, um, it's got Ske- Skeet Ulrich in it. <laughs> uh, yep. You know it sucks, man. <laughs> wow. I'd save that one for two. <laughs> <laughs> the only decent thing that guy's done was Scream 1. Jericho was good. Uh, yes. Jericho sucks donkey. Never mind, I'm not going to say it. The craft was good. The yeah, craft I like the craft. Donkey nipples also. But the craft wasn't good because of him. That's for sure. No, exactly. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ulrich isn't good because of Skeet Ulrich. I always thought he looked like the lead singer of Bush, that <laughs> metal band. Yeah. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, hey, people People call him the poor man's Johnny Depp because he was <laughs> discovered by was <laughs> Johnny Depp would rather be poor than have Skeet Ulrich be his poor version. <laughs> poor Skeet. I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> I don't either. I'm sure he's got just thinking having the name, first money. name Skeet. I'm sure he's got way more money than I do, that's for sure. Right. Um, enjoy your mediocrity, Skeet Ulrich. Enjoy <laughs> your mediocrity. I'm so sorry, Skeet. I'm being really mean to you tonight. I apologize. <laughs> Ted's always being mean, though. You're, you you are the poor man's Johnny Depp there. I hope you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you another comic book I enjoyed was the Batman versus Predator that Dark Horse put out. Okay. Was, uh, team effort they did with dc that um dc put out a few issues and dark horse put out a few issues 
I definitely preferred the Dark Horse ones. They were just better. <laughs> yeah, the Dark no. Horse does a lot of really cool shit, man, and yeah. they do a lot of collaborations. And you got to give props to DC too, because DC has been a lot more liberal with their licenses than other like Marvel. Yeah. Like you know, they did the the injustice with the Mortal Kombat, and that was pretty cool. Yep. And they, I think they had a mini comic series where they. I read there's something that was called um, Deceased or something where they're. All- but, but you gotta remember, Mortal yeah. Kombat is owned by um, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers also owns DC, so that, that wasn't really them licensing things out. True for the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, I mean you're right. I mean because Mortal Kombat has changed hands so many fucking times. I mean you're right though because DC is pretty cool in regards to stuff like that. So I mean, you're. I was just pointing that out because you're wrong, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Backhanded compliment. (laughs) The dead specialty. (laughs) Oh. Every every group needs a loud mouth. That's all you got, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, Ted. I see how it is. <laughs> it's okay. I was gonna say the one they did deceased looked pretty cool to me. I haven't read those, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Superheroes getting recent. zombie. Yeah, yeah. They're getting I was gonna say, you know, all, you know Mark, Mark's the loud mouth. I guess Sean's considered the cute one because of his beard. I don't know. Isaiah, thank you. Oh, was, was that a Freudian slip? I, I <laughs> it wasn't a slip. We just know, man. <laughs> no homo. So <laughs> the gayest thing. Hey, I've ever heard. hey, it's it's not gay if we don't look at each other in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> Isaiah's the the shy one, and I'm I'm the jerk. Let's just. Say. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Isaiah knows. <laughs> All right. Well, back on the topic on. of uh, comic books. <laughs> um, I, I threw in a couple that I thought might be a little less known, and one of them's new, just came out last year that I absolutely love. It's by an up-and-coming uh, comic book author slash writer, Mirka Andolfo. She's an Italian uh, comic book artist. And this is her first big comic that was picked up by a big publisher. It's picked up by Image Comics. It's called Mercy. Okay. It's really cool. It's in this uh, Victorian era, and there's like a lot of murders going on. And you, you got this... Um, uh, like I don't, I don't know the female. Like she's a lord, but she's a, a lady, whatever, however you call that. She's just like a noble, a lady noble, and she's okay. like traveling through towns. And there's like it's it's got like a a Lovecraftian feel to it, is because like a monster story, and it's really good. And I highly recommend it. It's a mini series. I think it, I think it just ended. You say it's Mercy, yeah. Image, image, kind of. Yeah. Awesome. They just put out Nailbiter Returns too, which yeah sounds cool to me. I don't know if anybody knows about Nailbiter, but those were were like a Twin Peaks kind of wild ass serial killer series. Okay, that's and cool. That's, so and they're bringing a lot of the same people back that did the original. So I think they've already released the issue. I'm not sure. 
That should be good. Image does good stuff too, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I got more from them on my list later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, just throwing shit out there as we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my next one I got is uh, if you know this, I fucking love you and you are a great human being. It's by Jonan Vasquez and it's called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. This, this, <laughs> this comic book is fucking awesome. <laughs> this guy is the guy that made uh, Invader Zim on Nickelodeon. Okay. And this shows his... Yeah, you can tell. It shows his dark side. Well, this is a lot darker than Invader Zim. I just meant because of the art. Like, you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because there's a whole story about that, about how he got that role, and he was just absolutely tickled pink that Nickelodeon wanted him to make a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely checked that one out. Um, I think that was a mini series as well, or maybe not like a mini series, but it didn't run for very long. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it has a lot of a lot of issues. I've only seen a little bit of it myself. Yeah, but it's good, man. It's, it's funny. It's, funny. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. funny horror. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a couple of Japanese titles by one by Sui Ishida called Tokyo Ghoul. It became a a popular anime, but just I mean the anime is okay, but the the, the manga is a lot better. Just like normal, um, just to mix it up and make a little representation yeah. around. I'm the sure, world. most manga is better than the anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of it, a lot of it is shot for shot. Yeah. A lot of it is a little very, very, very similar. I've heard of the anime though, though I've never watched it. But. It's it's good. So like basically, you have ghouls which are born as ghouls. They you don't become a ghoul, and they just eat human flesh, and they have like an extension of their body that comes out like a weapon, and they're all in it. they're all unique to the individual ghoul. And you got one kid that goes on a date with the a girl that he meets at a bookshop and she turns out to be a ghoul. And this all happens in the first issue. So it's not like a spoiler, but she, he goes out on a date with a ghoul and she attacks him and she gets in a fight with another ghoul at the same time. And the building collapses, the EMTs show up and save the kid. The girl's dead, but they transplant some of her organs into him and it turns him into a ghoul. Which is it's it's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. There's uh my next one for the Japanese horror comics was by Junji Ito. He's really really popular in the horror scene. Mm-hmm. He's got a a story called Uzumaki. It's about it's really weird. It's about like some demon spirals that are attacking. I think Tokyo, but some of his artwork is just so amazing about how he just contorts the human body. It is, <laughs> it is really terrifying seeing some of, I mean, as terrifying as a, a drawing can be, but it's, I, I would at least look up his art. If you're into that kind of thing, if you don't even want to read like manga type books. Right. Um, a book I picked up last year called Jim Henson's the storyteller. It was a Halloween uh issue is a four-part story and is very very similar to like a tales of the crypt type thing and but it doesn't have like the the host telling the story but the stories themselves are very similar and they're a lot of fun um like there was one where uh 
a guy was looking for his lost ghost brother or something and the ghost was like terrorizing a bunch of people and something happened where he had to like find the body to to put the body to rest but i think he had like amnesia type issues and he couldn't remember a whole lot of stuff Hmm. it's like basic like spooky like ghost stories yeah that sounds good right yeah um and i think from here on out is pretty recognizable name so if anybody else wants to jump in with something else i don't want to like steal the show He's stealing. <laughs> no, I kind of listed everything that I had. I mean, I really um, never was big one in the comics. I used to read when I was a kid, man. Like there were old issues and something else my cousin used to have. They were called creepy. They were kind of like a tales from the crypt thing of their own. I don't think I've heard I of that. No clue. Yeah, I don't even remember who put it out. They're along the lines of the tales from the crypt and like creep show. I don't know if was creep show actually a comic because like I had a comic that was of the movie, but I don't know if that was actually a comic book. I one. thought it was. I think I think they made like most things they made a comic. I'm pretty sure it was a movie yeah. first because like I was yeah. looking around, and I saw a comic for trick or treat. The movie was inspired by the old. Um... What were they called? The EOC comics? The EC comics, yeah. The EC comics, thank yeah. you. That's what they were. So there was no, like, creep show okay. comic. That's what I thought. Okay. I, I mean, that kind of makes sense because that Tales from the Crypt kind of font was used for creep show. So, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, can see exactly. that. Makes sense. Another one I've... This is... A, a lot of these are just ones I've recently heard of, man. Um, There's one called The Empty Man, which I thought it was kind of comparable to what's going on today. Like... It's a virus known as the Empty Man, but they have zero clue where it comes from and zero clue how to cure it. And I guess when the people catch it, they become kind of like homicidal maniac types. Huh. And but they do some other people recover, <clears throat> but when they do, they're catatonic. So the FBI and the CDC is like joining this collaborative effort to try to figure out what's the source of this. And I think it has occult things in it and things like that. Weird. So, is it like the uh, crazies? No, kind of like that like the what they're catching that's the yeah. one i took from like i said mm-hmm. i just saw a few you know of the cells and read about interesting it. sounded cool though man yeah the empty man i think they actually might be doing a movie for it too there is a movie for the empty man that just came out we talked about I don't it, know it if it's co- hey, i don't episode. know if it's connected though so. I, I i don't well it doesn't it doesn't sound similar yeah not yeah <laughs> I don't know because no, you didn't really find much in that the... sounded really awesome. Gideon Falls. I hadn't heard of that I, one either. I yeah, saw I it, but I didn't read into it. Yeah, for some reason I can't find what I wrote. So, Gideon Falls. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> really quick though, going back to creepy. I, I, I that was actually on one of the lists I saw. Um, that uh, comic ran from 1964 to 1983, so it ran for almost 20 years. Yeah, man. So that's pretty good too for a comic book. So. Yeah, it looks cool because yeah, it's kind of got that know, con- Tales from the Crypt kind of look to yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's stories everybody can read. You know, they'll still get scared the shit out of you. So right, <laughs> or they'll just be weird. You know, sometimes. You know, we all like that stuff. So another one I read about, man, was a vampire one called Dark Red. Mm-hmm. That sounded really cool, man. Let's see what I got here. Swamp it's, thing. 
<laughs> yeah, Swamp Thing's great too. I guess they just did a Halloween spectacular. Yeah, show, that, that was on my list too. DC Comics yeah. <laughs> sounded pretty cool. And like he finds some kid trapped in the marsh, and the kids like seeing the ghost of all the people who have died in the swamp. And I guess you get to see his stories of each of the dead ghosts or some shit like okay. to that. And Dark Red, it's a, um the protagonist is a vampire, but hold on, man, I'm messing this one up. I had all this shit marked and now it's not here. We'll move on to the next one then. It's another vampire one called Redneck where it's like these, um, it's supposed to be a offshoot of the Nosferatu clan that's hiding in plain sight in Texas. And they're, <laughs> they're get, basically doing what they damn well please and running this little town. It shows their struggle. There's one of the family members doesn't like how they do it. It's one of those kind of stories. The art looked really awesome in that one too. I don't have the people who made these though. <laughs> but an ice cream man was another one. I thought I'd bring it up simply because we did the movie not that long ago. Yeah, and I this, got that too. This has a similar uh, it has a freaky ice cream dude, but I don't know if like he's kind of like it's not connected. I yeah, I don't up, think man. it was connected. It but, looks like it is, but it's not. But I guess it's, you know, got that small town kind of yeah, scary tale feel to it with this creepy ass ice cream man going around yeah <laughs> causing problems the art is amazing it's yeah, like the art looked really good it's like, so. like a lot of pastels not a whole lot of shading it's a really different yeah that's what struck me too so looks pretty cool man i'd recommend it. most of those two that i've been mentioning are newer stuff so shouldn't be hard to find the last thing i got on my list it's a fan comic they, it's only online, man. I'd have to look up where to find it, but it's Power Rangers: A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's great. <laughs> it is supposed to be the best Nightmare on Elm Street story told in ten years, is what they're saying. Like everybody's <laughs> loving this. There's people talking about financing this guy, and there's more issues to come online. I think they've got two or three issues now. So Magic Wand, make my Freddy grow. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how that works out, but everybody's raving over it, man. So I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> huh? That looks fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's worth looking up for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Freddy and the Power Ranger dreams. Hmm. <laughs> what if Freddy is Zordon's brother? That's that's the matchup I never knew I needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I de- I got a uh, Dark Horse did uh does uh, still ongoing does several different series on aliens and they're really good. Yeah, I've read a couple of those, not recent ones, but um, back when they were doing Alien and Predator, because they did a lot of Predator stuff, too. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, and, and uh, I try to give credit to the author and the writer when I can, but like for those, they change from issue to issue, um, like most big comic companies do. Mm-hmm. Um, I got... Uh, Dynamite Comics has an Army of Darkness series that's also really good. And Dynamite Comics is something that I've gotten a lot into more lately and wasn't really big into knowing. But they've done uh, Red Sonja, which is a female version of Conan. Yeah. 
and they they've also done Vampirella came from Dynamite Comics too. I've actually heard of them. I've never read any of their stuff though. Oh, it's 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 really good, man. Dynamite also did a whole like Army of Darkness one too. Yeah, that's what I was uh, bringing up was the Army of Darkness. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and they the the ones I got were from their Halloween issues last year because everybody, even if they're not horror, they do Halloween issues every October. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, they they do so good at capturing the essence of Ash and his his smart ass quips are funny as fuck in the comics. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> and like they they like overblow like his like uh I don't know, machismo where he thinks he's the shit and he's always hitting on all the ladies. It's really That's funny. awesome. That's yeah. perfect though. <laughs> it, it's real it's really good. <laughs> and uh for for horror, my absolute hands down favorite is a graphic novel written by Steve Niles called Thirty Days of Night. It's one one of my yes. favorite vampire movies ever. It's probably the best, in my opinion, graphic novel I've ever read. Yeah, it's great. I saved it for me because I figured. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> it's like I know Mark loves this damn thing. So. <laughs> I do too, man. That's a great. I love the vampires in that. The movie yeah. and the story, they're just so aggressive and even the, but they're organized. They come across animalistic, but there's definitely they're not stupid. So. Well, yeah, they they got the the one guy that they appoint as their leader and he's super intelligent. He's a lot more so in the graphic novel. Yeah. At least they show it a lot more in the yeah, novel. Yeah. Um yeah, if you're a fan of vampire stories and great artwork and a lot of like i don't know like landscape type like long panoramic type shots on your comic book with a lot of really cool blood art this this book is great Hmm. um and i don't think it's i don't I, i really don't think i could do a horror comic book list justice without adding it image comics by todd mcfarlane doing spawn yeah spawn is so fucking good and it's nothing but demons and i wasn't even thinking of that man but (laughs) yeah i didn't think of that either (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's nothing but like he's it's heaven versus hell the whole thing yeah Yeah. it's 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 good oh man it's good i'll tell you something else i just thought of and kind of mad i didn't put it on my list but how about clive barker and some of the stuff he's done in the graphic novels like oh yeah hellraiser and other things man. yeah oh yeah he's done a lot stuff. i was going to throw hellraiser on there but i figured somebody's going to have it yeah <laughs> that's funny because i own a bunch of, of the hellraiser comics and i didn't even think about putting that on my list <laughs> man, clive barker man like i consider that I think that's more his medium where he should stay than movies, you know. Well, that and writing and writing in general for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great writer. That's for sure. Um, Adam Green's Hatchet series is really good. I don't have all of them, but I have most of them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I always forget about them. You can go to his website, and I don't remember how. I know it's less than a hundred bucks. You can buy the entire series, all signed by him, on his website. Yeah. It's it's really it's really worth the read. 
he did some uh he did a mini series a couple years ago for his Halloween release, but I don't think he does it every year. Cause he he publishes his own. It's Adam Green's comics. Yeah. Um so I I don't think he does a whole lot, but it's definitely worth checking out. And if you like Hatchet and Slasher movies, it's definitely and comic books, it's a perfect meld together. Yeah, just the comic, just the art on the covers was great. So yeah, most of the stuff I've seen. This isn't comic related, but it made me think of because you mentioned Adam Green. So, um, Full Moon, they're doing a thing right now. If you subscribe to their Full Moon features for the year, they'll um, give you the gift you the Puppet Master box set. So I don't think it's the Toulon box one, but it's still all the movies. So if you don't have all the movies. It's yeah, again, that so. that's actually in the theme of Christmas shopping. That's a yeah, pretty good, that's that's a pretty good gift. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I got you this uh, subscription, and you're getting a movie in a couple weeks or a right. box set, whatever. Yeah, the whole box set. That's a lot of movies, man. So it really is. Yeah, that's a good deal. Really quick, going back to that Power Rangers Nightmare on Elm Street comic. Oh my God, Freddy turns into Lord Zed. Yeah, and he called man. Lord Fred. <laughs> It's fucking great. I'm just looking at this right now. It's so good. Yeah. After the, you know, Google popped that up in my little news feed like a week ago. Wow. <laughs> I just accidentally found that. So. Yeah, the art looks great in it. Oh, my God. And they got three three issues on it. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's badass. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. It's so, so um, um, I got some non-horror ones that I really thought I should mention because they're another of my favorites. And if you like horror, you'll probably also like these. It's Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. Okay. It's probably one of the best. Uh, it's one of the top rated graphic novels that you can get. It's basically about a... It's like... I don't know. I'd say it's like a, if Newcomb High was the whole world. It's like the whole country. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's about like these alternate type people with different styles and lifestyles trying to like use some mo- a little small about a uh supernatural abilities trying to overthrow like government conspiracies and things like that. It's pretty good. And my last one on my list I have is Frank Miller's Sin City. Okay. It is it's yeah, it's, it's, good it's 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 up there with 30 Days a Night as far as the artwork and the writing is probably one of the best I've seen in a graphic novel. Yeah, that's like A+. Plus. It doesn't matter what you like. You'll, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Hey, I think he it. I think he didn't he also do 300 I think so. I, have to look it up. I thought so. I could be wrong, but I'm about 75% sure he did. Frank Miller, yeah. He did 300 okay. as well. So if you've seen the movie and you've seen Sin City, you know what you're getting into on this graphic novel. And it's it's just fun from cover to cover. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah, I, I tried to find with the ones that I had, like, prices like I did last week with regards to, like, the movies. But like you said earlier, it's, like, it's always changing. So it's hard to yeah, kind of nail down prices on these. Find someone on eBay selling it cheap. You never know. Man. Mm-hmm. You just got to hunt these kind of things down. Exactly. And sometimes digital is just the way to go. I mean, you can save a lot of money. Right. Of course, it's not as fun as having it in your hand, but. Well, that's well, I was going to mention that as well as for like uh just just for the spirit of holidays, I think it would be a really good gift for your if you have a loved one or a friend that's into comics. Buy them a month of Comicsology. Comicsology is great. What you can get on Comicsology is insane. You can get like the first 80 issues of Spawn. That's the one I had. Thank you. Yeah. It is so good. You can get so much on this one thing, and it is, it's Kindle friendly. It's tablet friendly. Yeah, it okay. works great. I can yeah. say from personal, that's what I got the Walking Dead ones on. It works great. It looks like you're looking at comic book pages. Yeah, you can do page by page. You can do panel by panel. Yeah. It's um, also, and I don't remember. I think it's less than ten dollars. I know that. Um, and I think for nine ninety nine, you can get Marvel Unlimited, which is really, really, really worth it. They got thousands and thousands. I'd probably say tens of thousands of comics on catalog. Mm-hmm. They have every single issue of Spider-Man that you can possibly want to read, where you can go back and read the misprint where they called him Peter Palmer, which makes me laugh every <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> um, yeah, they got all the X-Men. They got all, pretty much anything up. They got all the way up until um six months to current so if an issue comes out today it'll be on it'll be on marvel unlimited in six months which i think is really good mm-hmm. i don't think you i don't think you can catch up i really don't unless you've already read a bunch and you're an old timer and then it's probably not worth it right <laughs> and dc also has their their own i don't know what it's called i think it's just dc own- universe Right, and and with them, you get their comics and you get streaming for their shows and movies. Which is kind of going to the wayside because of HBO Max now. Because they're integrating a lot of the DC Universe stuff over to HBO Max now. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're just there for the comics, you get right. that little bonus. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I, that, that's a great service, too, if, if it's something you can afford, definitely. I don't know how much that one is, but I think it's probably the most expensive at all. Of them. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it was six ninety nine or nine ninety nine. I don't quite remember. It might even be more than that. I mean, when they kind of pitched it to us at work, because obviously AT and T owning DC and everything, I don't remember exactly what the price point was at that time because it's been like two years. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't super expensive either. But who knows? I'd- I'd say of all of the, the the subscriptions, unless you're just hardcore Marvel, I'd get Comixology for sure because you can you can read yeah. so many things that you haven't tried, and you and they have it set up so you can like if you read a comic and you like it, they'll curate like, hey, I think you'll like this, and hey, mm-hmm. I think you'll like this, and, and it's pretty good. Okay. That's good because I've, I've never heard of that. So that's kind of an interesting way to, to get, go about it, especially if you can do it right from a tablet or a phone or whatnot. Um, yeah, man, it works great. I recommend that too. That's the one I knew. I couldn't think of what the name of it was. Awesome. There was one comic I wanted to mention. It's not a horror comic, but it's something that I like. So 
it's called the the department of truth and which is something from 1984 if y'all don't know but it's another one from image comics the first issue starts off where they're interrogating interrogating um oswald right after jfk has been assassinated okay and it's filled with just crazy conspiracy type stories of the government and all that kind of shit so it's fun it's one of those crazy who knows kind of things but you know horror in the sense of oh shit but not horror as far as like what traditional horror is yeah but definitely worth checking out man. if you like conspiracy and crazy shit like that right all right very cool very cool well we would love to know what you guys think. As always, you can reach out to us through our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. We do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. Are there any final words of wisdom as we leave? I got nothing, man. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, be, be better prepared for the end of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll go with the old faithful. Don't piss into the wind. There you go. That's always a good one. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.